Hello. Hey, man. How you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking the time to chat today. Yeah, no problem. It's my pleasure. I'm, yeah, I'm. Uh, I just got off of. Um, I did a crazy stunt with our local radio station this morning. We prompt. Uh, we actually pranked Donald Trump. We got him on the phone. Oh wow! For, got him on the phone for 11 minutes. So oh, no f- kidding. Well, we'll yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll be hearing about that soon then. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and my phone has been just going through the roof, and uh, and I definitely did not want to cancel this because I told Sarah I was really, really looking forward to chatting with you. So. Oh, so thank so I'm, you. <laughs> I'm, I'm buzzing at another frequency today. <laughs> I, I can understand that. Yeah. going on and welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture. And I just want to remind you right off the bat, please, if you are not subscribed to us, please hit that subscription button, hit that alert button, and you will not miss anything that goes on on our pages. Uh, If you are following us on YouTube, please do that. And if you are listening to us, thank you for listening and please spread the word. Without you, there is no us. And speaking of us, let me bring in my co-host, and uh, technical producer and all other great things. Ryan Stick is joining me today from the Cote St. Luke home studio. Now that we've revealed where my secret base is, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just know that if you go there on Friday nights, it's quite quiet. Oh, it is so quiet. Uh, Subway closes at 7 o'clock, and I don't know how to cook, so... No one out of town once, and I was screwed. <laughs> Ryan, we're uh, we're getting closer and closer to that magical period known as fall. Uh, I think when we're recording this, actually, this is the last day of summer. Um, so really, um, is this technically the last day of summer? Yeah, I think September twenty first is the last day of summer, or the first day uh, of fall. One of the two. Correct us in the comments if you're listening, or if you're uh, if you're uh, following us or watching us. Please if let you're us know. Following us, if I love the I love the unintentional pun there, buddy. Uh, I like that. So yeah. the reason why I'm bringing that up is I know that y- at your house. Um, everything is very much, um, Halloween themed at certain times of the year and, uh, and fall themed and all those, you know, pumpkins and horror movies and all that fun stuff that we, we share passions for. Um, so I, Julia and I, who's also our producer of the show, um, we do a rotation of coffee mugs okay, in our place, which I'm sure you guys do too, right? Yeah. Well, we have Halloween mugs spilling out of the closet in a comedic fashion, like a cartoon. Yeah. So we kind of just own it all year because right. it's a little easier. And when it's Christmas time, that's when put you a little do. bow on it or a Santa hat and just, you know, live in it, live in that. But yeah, yeah, no Christmas, Christmas, I guess, is the other side of the coin in this house. But usually it's pretty much 24 uh, seven Halloween. So we did a uh, we did a rotation of the mugs and uh, we brought all the Christmas mugs, uh, the, the Halloween mugs down and the, the fall theme mugs. So I'm really happy that I'm, I'm rocking this because it's I, I missed that. I, I went and brought it, you know, I brought it down from from the highest shelf that we have in our cupboard. And I was like, oh, man, I miss my shining mug. And I think nice. I think I might have been with you when I bought this. Uh, probably I've, uh, we've given each other a few mugs. We gifted mm-hmm. each other a few mugs over the years because it's kind of the go to gift. When, when you really need to get somebody something, I'm like, I know something about you enough to buy you a mug based on it. <laughs> you like Elf. Here you go. Yeah. Well, there you, there, you know, you've, I, I think you, yeah, I have the Elf set of mugs that make 
Um, yeah, and you gave me a Clark Griswold right. one. Right, yeah, the ones that yeah. stack up. Um, so, yeah, mugs are great. So, yeah, being closer to fall and being closer to Halloween, uh, it's it's always fun when this time of year comes. And we, we were walking last night. You hear the crunching of the leaves and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, nice time of year. Well, the, this time of year is the time of year that the squirrels try to nest in my car. So, <laughs> so each and every night we've been moving the car and you can't park overnight in Coast St. Luke. So we've been moving the car back after all the squirrels have gone to bed and then moving the car away from our driveway during the day, just because, you know, we're not going to do anything to hurt the squirrels or whatever, but I'm like, okay, guys, stop being like, as soon as you're done being horny, we're going to go back to normal. But, uh, yeah, they're trying to get everything going before uh, they have to, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. Please gonna, don't settle here. <laughs> yeah. They, they're going to settle in your carburetor. Um, I don't know if that's big enough. I don't. I, I think I, I think I should just hang it in my car more often because they're not going to want to move in. If they if they're like, oh my god, this guy never shuts up. <laughs> hey, squirrels, what's going on? Are you making a nest? Wow, you're going to have sex later. That's pretty cool. Speaking of having sex later, uh, what a great segue to our sponsor, <laughs> Heartbeat Hot Sauce, <laughs> the sexiest hot sauce in town, the lubricant to all your dreams. No, oh my no. god, that would be painful. Jesus, <clears throat> God, let's not say that. But what it is yeah. really good on is eggs. Um, and as you know, I, <laughs> speaking I, of mating eggs, <laughs> speaking of mating and squirrels in your car, eggs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big shout out to heartbeat hot sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman power hour. Um, you do not have any heartbeat hot sauce with you because you don't have any left. No, I, uh, we went on a blitz. Things got a little dark for a while, but they were very tasty. Okay. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and I love heartbeat. I, what can I say? And I, I got to say everybody. The dill pickle sauce is my favorite. It's Melissa's favorite. It's like this sauce that kind of terraforms whatever you're eating into greatness. Mm. Like, I, I, if if anything sucks, let me tell you, a heartbeat can get you out of a pinch. Yeah. And uh, I, I cannot endorse heartbeat hot sauce enough. This is not because they're sponsors. It's because it's damn good. And It uh, is damn good. And if you use our promo code. Rockman20, right below there. Yeah. Boom. You'll get 20% off your entire order. Um, and you know, what's great, Ryan, is that I, I, I like you and I, um, I will not just take, I'm the glad. Money. <laughs> no, I like you. Yeah. No, yeah. I like you will not ah. just take the money. Um, I, yeah. I, I can't get behind something. I can't put my sense stamp my name on something that I don't believe in. I just, I can't, I can't say a movie's good when it's not. Yeah. So I, just I just won't talk about anything it. at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We both share that common. So we would never talk about heartbeat if we thought it sucked. No. And I, uh, I was a fan of heartbeat before they came on board with the podcast. Uh, I was a client. I was, I, I, my friend Pepe and I used to order together to save on shipping. Like, and he'd be like, I'm doing a heartbeat order. Are you in? I'm like, yes, 10 bottles. So I love nice. heartbeat hot sauce. Um, and I'm so glad that they've been on this journey with us and we really, really appreciate them. So try them out. If you have not yet heartbeathotsauce.com, uh, a small, ba small batch fermenters out of Thunder Bay, Ontario. And I'm looking at this Caribbean style mango habanero, dude. Ooh, Fun. And uh, on yeah. the hot meter, it's right between medium and hot because they do have a hot meter on the back of their bottle. So, um, yeah, check out Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Also, big shout out to our friends at Studio House Designs. That is great. So I wore that shirt at Ottawa Comic-Con, I believe, during a panel or, mm. or somewhere in one of our Comic-Cons. And I got so yeah. much. Now, you've got the tie-dye version of that. I love I like the tie dye versions. It's a little bit better at keeping whatever is growing inside me right now in, in order. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like no, you know, kind of like a shrink wrap thing. It's, it's more cool. like if you drop like something, if you drop something on it, like mustard. Like if you drop mustard on that, it which I continuously do, so it's kind of <laughs> nice. It's kind of uh, you know foreshadowing what my day is going to be like. Uh, and I wanted to show the uh, the extra now the new Exorcist movies coming out in a couple of weeks. I really oh, yeah. want to go see that. We have to see that. Uh, but they did a great, great um, exorcist drop. So this is uh, cool. Check this out. This is like the 
advert that they did for the, the 70 millimeter. I love it. Yeah. So love this. So shout out to studio house designs. I actually got my first studio house designs hat the other day. Um, really? they did an extra hat with this drop. So, uh, go check them out if you have not yet. And, um, they're great out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, our friends love Cody it. and Aaron at studio house. So shout out to them. You know, I recently, because I screwed up, mm-hmm. and even even though even though like we're in we're in talks with them and links with them and everything, I missed their Nightmare on Elm Street run mm-hmm. with that Welcome to Primetime, which is all over our socials for Quebec Comic Con. Yeah. Like you're rocking that shirt. So I got that one and I got the VHS one. And mm-hmm. there has been a a small sad part of my soul that realized I'd never get that shirt up until recently. So it's ordered. And I'm happy. Well, they have yeah. leftover sales, right? So if you miss a yeah. drop, which they do uh, usually a couple times a month, they once in a while will do a leftover sale when they have leftover stock. So yeah, g- go check out Studio House Designs. Um, a lot of our friends in the US have been onto them for years, and a lot of our friends in Canada are just discovering them. So uh, go check them out. Great, great yeah. people. And uh, they always make us look fresh. So yeah. Ryan, um, mm. are you a fan of death metal? Um, No. <laughs> that's okay no 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 hey, funny thing about cannibal corpse though and you yeah. address this in the interview where you pretty much tell them you're like listen people are like you know it's not an easy listen but but when people like really go go for it they go for it and i'm like cannibal corpse to me i grew up like loving green day and a bunch of other very very digestible things mm-hmm. and uh you know the hardest bands i was listening to were more punk bands and still so when i heard cannibal corpse it was an assault of the senses yeah where my brain couldn't handle musically nor vocally what the fuck just happened to me. But now that I'm old and now that I've seen it all, heard it all and whatever, I really fucking appreciate Same. the level of, uh, of musicianship they brought and the balls they had to fundamentally be themselves through this entire uh, run of their career yeah. from beginning till uh, current uh, present. And, uh, I can fucking really appreciate Cannibal Corpse now. So when you say, do you like death metal? I'm like, will I get up in the morning and say to myself, Jesus Christ, do I got to listen to some fucking death metal right now when I cook, when I cook my breakfast or uh, have my breakfast cooked for me because I'm a fucking, uh, you know, child man child. I don't put on that Cannibal Corpse music. It's not the soundtrack of my life, but when someone's rocking it, yeah. uh, when someone's rocking it, I'm like, damn, this is good. That is some face melting music. Well, I, 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 you know, um, all that what you said, yes, very much yeah. true. And um, some of the nicest people I've met are in death metal bands. I know. Case right? in point, Matt McGacky, singer of Cryptopsy. Yeah. What a sweetheart of a guy. If you Sweetest. ever nice guy, nicest guy in the world, and then you go see him play, and you're like, holy shit, that's Matt. That's like Matt, the guy who works with kids, like yeah, in, you know, in childhood education, Matt. So, um, yeah, I've, I've known that death metal guys are usually pretty chill guys, but man, Alex Webster, founding member of Cannibal Corpse and bass player who we have on the show, he's another level of nice. Yeah. One of the calmest guys and one of the coolest guys we've had on the podcast. And the conversation that we had went everywhere, man, went from like running to like, you know, being a good person to music to it was everywhere. And I loved this chat. I really, really did because I find that he is very, 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 um, he's beloved in, in the, in the, in the industry. I mean, everybody you talk to goes, Oh, Alex Webster, what a great dude. What a great dude. And he really, really is. But what I was really happy about, and I thought of you when I was doing this is that, um, he was able to talk to the whole Jim Carrey Ace Ventura thing, which has been talked about 
to death. And I didn't yeah. want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring up, oh yeah, okay, let's talk about how Cannibal Corpse came to, got to another level after they were in Ace Ventura. But we talked a lot about it and it was really, really cool. So I don't want to keep anyone too uh, much longer because this is, we want to jump into this. This is a great conversation. We have got Alex Webster of Cannibal Corpse with us right now on the Rockman Power Hour. Hello. Hey, man. How you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking the time to chat today. Yeah, no problem. It's my pleasure. I, yeah, I'm. Uh, I just got off of. Um, I did a crazy stunt with our local radio station this morning. We prompt. Uh, we actually pranked Donald Trump. We got him on the. Phone oh wow! For, got him on the phone for 11 minutes. So oh, no f- kidding. Well, we're, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll be hearing about that soon then. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and my phone has been just going through the roof, and uh, and I definitely did not want to cancel this because I told Sarah I was really, really looking forward to chatting with you. So. Oh, so thank so I'm, you. <laughs> I'm, I'm buzzing at another frequency today. <laughs> I, I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Just the fact that it took us three phone numbers to get through to him. Uh, wow. Three calls we got through to him. We actually, he called us this morning at 8 a.m. And I was pretending to be Clint Eastwood. Mr. Eastwood, oh, wow. wa- Mr. Eastwood wants to speak to him and it worked. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was very. <laughs> well, I look, it, I look forward to hearing about this and I'm sure it, word will get around. <laughs> oh, it, and it was a respectful call. It wasn't like, a, you know, we weren't sure. trashing. We just, we pranked him and, it, and he was a good sport about it at the end. We actually had G- George St. Pierre come in at the end. A guy. Oh, cool. Like, well, not a real, not the real George St. Pierre. Oh, not, oh okay. <laughs> My French <laughs> counterpart came in and pretended he was George St. Pierre. And then we told him it was a prank. So, um, oh, but anyways, cool. we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about your new <laughs> record and we're here to talk about Cannibal Corpse. Uh, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Um, Chaos Horrific coming out on the 22nd. This is 15, album 15, I think. Um, 16, I believe. (laughs) I I start to lose track myself. It's it's a lot. (laughs) Um, It's it's really crazy because everybody, I've never gotten to speak to you personally, but everyone I know that has chatted with you over the years has said, you know, you're going to get on the phone with Alex and you're going to be surprised because the music and the guy don't match at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know (laughs) you've gotten that before. Um, I speak to so many people in the metal world um, where their personalities don't necessarily match the music so much so that it's almost, it becomes a trait in a metal musician. You know, you talk to, um, mm-hmm. you know, you talk to Michelle from Voivod or any of the Voivod guys, the calmest guys, you know, you talk to, uh, um, Tom from, um, from Slayer, calm guy. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. never, it's always a funny thing where you think you're going to get these guys that are just like all the time on fire. Yeah. And it's actually not that at all. It's, it's more like you're talking to them after a really good workout and they're calm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's like anything else. I mean, there's a full range of personalities in this kind of music and, um, you know, I've met some really rowdy guys and then some of the quietest guys I know are yeah. metal musicians or fans. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things where people, especially people outside of the scene that don't know that much about it, they kind of have an expectation that it's only going to be really rowdy, crazy guys. And that's, you know, like I said, it's a full, there's a full spectrum of personalities, just like any other kind of music. I'm sure you get that in any genre, but yeah, metal, just based on how aggressive it is, you'd think that the personality would always be that all the time. And that's not the case. If if anything, like you mentioned, you know, like it's someone like after they've worked out and the yeah. music can kind of be that way. Like, sure, you know, definitely. you, you can, um, if you are, if you do have some anger inside, you know, metal is a great way to get it out and then it's you know you listen to your music or play it or whatever go to a show and then the rest of your day can be calmer yeah because of that you know (laughs) 
Um, what's great about uh, about this band is that you guys have always been able to kind of do it on your own terms. Um, mm-hmm. Never had to rely on radio support. Never had to rely um, on the machine, if you will. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. certain aspects of the machine, of course, you know, with booking agents and all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. but you were really able to make a mark on solely, you know, fan base on building a fan base the old fashioned way, you know, playing, getting people interested. Um, I think, obviously, it's weird to say this when you talk about Cannibal Corpse, but there's a certain amount of branding that went along mm. with this band that really, really worked and transcends. And it's, it, it almost became, you know, having a cannibal corpse patch on your, on your battle vest was like having a Sabbath patch. Like it was like having a maiden patch. Like it, it, it gave somebody a bit of credibility. Is it weird to think that the, just from a branding point of view, this band became one of these, one of these brands um, that someone would want to be associated with to, to, to show that they're cool. And I'm not talking just metal fans, but outside, like, you know, you get a Kardashian that might be wearing a, a cannibal corpse shirt or, mm. or, or one of those, you know, uh, society people where they're just, they, they see it somewhere and they're like, oh, that's vintage. I want to wear it. It's metal. It's cool. And it's got to be a strange thing to see happen when you've been doing it for as long as you've been doing it. Yeah. You know, it's what you talked about. Like, um, yeah, I totally agree. And, and we're lucky to be in that position. Like I remember I'd see, um, you know, these classic shirts, like you'll see a Motorhead shirt or a Ramon shirt, you know what yeah. I mean? Or the Slayer logo shirt, Iron Maiden shirt, ACDC shirts, those kind of things you'll see in pop culture, not just in the music scene, of course. really. Yeah. And um, for us to start dipping into that a little bit, like that was something I always kind of hoped would happen. I think anyone in a band hopes that you would make that kind of, you know, have that kind of growth in your career, you know, like to to be able to to really just be known kind of universally in a way it's something you can kind of hope for, but you can't really plan on it happening. So I think just by us having been around for a long time, it's sort of gotten there over the years to where every now and then there'll be this weird pop culture kind of reference to us that just doesn't, um, you wouldn't expect it. And it can, yeah, it can be with merch or something like that. And to be fair too, we, we've just been lucky in that way, pretty far back now that I think about this question, um, like with Ace Ventura in 19, we filmed that in 1993 and then it was released in 94. So that was way back in our career. And that's obviously something really odd, you know, like that's a very unusual (laughs) thing for us to be in a, you know, you know, this really wacky comedy movie. Yeah. So that kind of exposure is, um, it's always it's always cool but yeah. you can't plan on it it just sort of happens it, it happens you know? and and you know it's it's a i guess it's a result of having someone um you know maybe a relationship with someone in the crew mm-hmm. uh so you know the actor liking the band or you know whoever's mm-hmm. working your publishing is doing a good job placing you know whatever it is um it and it's funny because i was i wanted to bring it up and i'm glad you brought it up because i know mm-hmm. it's something that gets brought up a lot it, it's got to be crazy when you see you know when you look back and you think of that so much time it's been 30 years you know mm-hmm. since that happened um but it's so it was still such a significant moment in pop culture that people remember it and the people you know bring it up uh, and every and it seems like every new generation that discovers the movie then discovers mm-hmm. the band and then is surprised that you know that um that he actually is a big metal fan um mm-hmm. jim carrey it's just the whole thing just always keeps i don't want to say rearing its ugly head because it's not an ugly thing but it just keeps coming back no matter what yeah like i said i think that in particular that's yeah. obviously a bit beyond, you know, seeing a sticker on a window in a yeah. movie or or, yeah, or a someone wearing a shirt or something yeah. like that. That was just us actually in the movie and early in our career and a movie where you would not expect it. 
Yeah. It's not yeah. a horror movie. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, yeah exactly. Uh, it's exactly. quite different. So um, that's why people still talk about it because it's still crazy that it happened. You know, I, I, I think about it. I'm like, wow, yeah, that that really happened. It's pretty crazy. And I still meet people that it's their first exposure to death metal was seeing right. us in that movie. Of course. You know, like every tour we do pretty much. I'd say just about every tour, I'll meet a fan after a show who will mention that that was how they learned about us or death metal period Right, was just seeing it there. And that just kind of shows you, um, well, first of all, death metal was this really underground form of music and it's still relatively underground, even yeah. for having been around for several decades now, it's still broadly speaking, like it's, it's underground. We Definitely. still don't get radio play. You're not going to turn on a album oriented rock station and hear cannibal corpse or morbid no. angel or something no. you just i don't think that's ever going to happen so for us to be in a movie like that yeah it's really crazy that's why people remember it and and just also jim carrey became a really big star after that so um yeah but it it shows though like just how, how many people i've met that learned about us for the first time from that movies are bigger yeah than music in a way in terms of recognition because it's just on TV all the time. You know, a famous movie star is much more recognizable than even some of the most famous musicians. Yeah. I would yeah. say, you know, on average, 100%. you know, so yeah, it was great. A great opportunity. And it's just pure luck really that Jim Carrey, I think he was instrumental in getting us into that. You can't count on those kind of things <laughs> happening, but you're happy when they do. I think what's great too, is that, you know, you mentioned, um, uh, Morbid Angel and, and of course Cannibal Corpse and very much like those bands that became popular through their branding. Um, a lot of people will give those bands, you know, they might not get radio support. They might not get, um, you know, the, the, the commercial machine behind it, but what they do get is they get credibility and they get somebody willing to push themselves to listen to it, to find out what it is that makes it so cool and why people like it so much. And, you know, a classic example of that is a band like Black Flag very similar to you guys, you know, atonal music, hard to get into, you know, some, you know, depending on what period you're listening to, some black flag is really tough to get into, but it's mm -hmm. a payoff, you know, but cause when you get it, it grabs you. Same thing with joy division. Joy division was another band that, you know, became so popular because of, of, of the album of, you know, of unknown pleasures album cover and, and music again, that might not be, you know, level terrace apart's a hit, but there's other stuff where it, and I remember being a kid, perfect example, loving new order but then mm -hmm. going back and finding joy division going this is a much tougher listen but there's a payoff mm -hmm. that happens so i think what's great about your band is that when people do invest there's kids that want to be fans so what mm -hmm. the advantage you have is there's going to be kids that are going i need to get into cannibal corpse so i'm going to push my way through and find what it is that's cool about this band and that's yeah. what you end up seeing which is great yeah well thanks i think i think that's great too and i think um what you're saying it really it does kind of make sense. Like when you've been seeing this logo on, on people's shirts and things for years and years, and you still haven't checked it out. You know what I mean? Eventually yeah. you might be like, okay, yeah, let's got, see what this got, is all gotta about. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it's actually a lot easier now because yeah. you can check it out for basically for free on yeah. YouTube or it, everybody has streaming services or almost everyone will use one of the streaming services now. So you find out a band, you can take a really, pretty deep dive without having oh, yeah. to commit the way you would have had to maybe 20 years ago to actually buying the albums and yep. or finding a friend who could loan them to you or whatever. Now, if you have one of these services and you want to learn about some band, you can yeah. 
get to your homework right away. You know? I mean, with, you know, with a, with an email address and a credit card uh, or a home address, you can become a cannibal corpse fan, you know, in two days by listening, getting a t-shirt sent to you, you're in. So it's, it's yeah. kind of, a, it's kind of an interesting way to look at it in terms of, of, of accessibility for, for bands. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this music is, um, is hard music. You know, someone who's played music before, this is hard music to play. It's not, this isn't a walk in the park, you know, you're not going up and just, um, playing folk music where it's just, you know, it's airy and it's light. It's, this is hard at this point where you're at. Um, and we're very similar in age, uh, cause mm-hmm. I saw when you were born. Um, yep. is there, is there a part of you that finds it harder to play or is it more, you know, you've got to do certain things in terms of self-care to keep yourself at that level of, of musicianship? Um, well, I very much, a, it's very much a performance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, death metal and the other kinds of extreme metal are, are really physical kinds mm-hmm. of music. I mean, first of all, just in the execution of it. And then also, if you're doing a stage performance where you want to really be headbanging and moving around, that's all stuff that's it's physical, you sure. know, and I mean, everything playing folk music is physical, but yeah. for sure, what we're doing is probably going to get the sweat going a little more. You know? Yeah, it's it's more to, from like, you know, it's it's from power walking to uh, you know, 100 100 yard sprint. Yeah, we're like it's the whole show I it's hard to think of the best analogy. The whole show is kind of a marathon, I guess, because we're playing like 75 to 90 minutes. Yeah. But each song is a sprint. So it's yeah. almost like hit training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Something. It's like hit training. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Exactly. Short yeah. bursts but very effective. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what the show is like. And um, for sure, you know, I've been doing this. All of us have been doing it for, yes, three decades plus at this point. Yeah. And just like an athlete in his 20s in a, you know, like football or whatever is different from an athlete in his 50s. Of course. The, The same is true here. So we do have to kind of look out for our bodies and everything like I, you know, the stuff you do in your twenties, drinking and whatever, not getting enough sleep, eating garbage food. You just can't do that. At least I can't in my fifties. I really keep track of my health and it's kind of a hobby too, you know, and I could go on and on about that, but I love to run. And that's one of the things that keeps me kind of focused and just having fun on tour, you know, um, finding new places to run when I get to a different city or whatever. And, but, um, but yeah, it's important. I mean, this is, it's physical music. We'll see how long we can keep doing it right now. We feel great and we don't see any end in sight, but to be realistic, I mean, this is not going to get easier. So we'll see where it goes, but um, I feel that there are many years ahead of us um, as long, as long as we keep, keep track of the things that, you know, keep track of our physical health, really, you know, that's very important. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And that's the more, the more I speak to, um, you know, artists that have been doing it for a long time, they will say the same thing. I mean, we've got to keep ourselves in good shape. We can't, you know, mm-hmm. we can't afford to do the things we used to do. And, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys are getting sober. A lot of guys are, are, are taking better care of themselves. I, I got sober 31 years ago. I stopped and, and I'm glad because I mean, I see mm-hmm. a lot of my friends that are my age and it's like, wow, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough road when you, when you, when you fight it. I mean, it, yeah. It, and you feel better, you know? You just yep. feel better. You feel lighter. You feel more energized. It's it's a it's a good feeling when you're able to to keep yourself in good shape. So yeah, you know. it's it's a good hobby to have. I tell people, really you know, is. I'm like, man, you know, if you can, there's so many cool things to be interested in. If you have some spare time, yeah, why not make health one of them? I, I you know what I mean. That's great make, advice. <laughs> make make healthy healthier hobby. You know, like, oh, I'm gonna cook this healthy meal tonight, or I'm gonna find a place to run, or I'm gonna 
do something new, like stand up paddle boarding or whatever, you know, yeah. there's all kinds of cool things that all kind of tie in to being healthy and they're interesting to do. And yeah, you can have a whole hobby around being healthy and anybody who's aging, it's going to benefit any, anybody. Well, we're all aging, but you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. anyone who's getting to that middle age and even I think the senior citizen discounts start in a couple more years for me. So looking forward to less expensive movies or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> well, there are um, little perks, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But everybody should keep track of these things and right. musicians and everybody else, but for sure, you know, getting back around to the question. Yeah. Death metal musicians have a lot to keep track of physically for sure. You know, you're banging your head, you're playing fast and the drummers forget it. That is just such hard work. Yeah. I'm sure it's it's something that they think about every time they get on the kit, you know, when you're regardless of age. But as you get older, it's it's not yeah. going to get easier. So well, you have to have to take care of yourself. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of the times in older bands that are, have been doing it for a while, it's the drummers or it's the singers. It's it's usually one of those two that that's, you know, the guitar players and the bass players can usually hang on a little yep. longer. But, yeah, it's a tough one. But I mean, it's just life. It's the cycle. Right. <laughs> Yep, it is. And I actually did have some hand problems, by the way, I was going to mention that for a little yeah. while, and I got through them with the help of a therapist and everything, you know, but it's, um, it's to be expected, in a mm -hmm. way, I think, you know, we're, we are pushing ourselves. So you, if there's one more thing, and then we can move on, I'd yeah, say ergonomics, like everybody yeah. who plays this music, try and figure out the best way to actually play, you know, yeah. talk to talk to a skilled teacher because um, even having one little thing wrong with your positioning as a drummer, bass player, guitarist, whatever can, it might not be a problem in the beginning, but after decades of playing with something just slightly wrong ergonomically, then problems can happen. It yeah. just takes time. Um, and so many of us are self-taught. A lot of us aren't playing in the best way, really right. like positionally. So um, it's a good thing to just kind of maybe just, if you're starting to feel some pain, reevaluate how you're holding your instrument. Yeah. Good advice. And, uh, and shoes too. I'm, you know, I, I see more mm -hmm. and more um, metal musicians and especially extreme metal musicians looking for the black on black on black sneaker with the biggest soul, you know, that <laughs> that's not too flashy. So trying to find a way to kind of keep it cool, but at the same time, you know, um, put yourself in something that's got a soul like that. I mean, I'm not saying they got to slip into Skechers, but you know, um, the combat boots or the, or the converse with no or support, like the converse all-stars that just, Oh, I, I used to wear those on stage forever. And I'm still wearing, honestly, the shoes I wear on stage, I wouldn't want to walk much right. further than from the dressing room to the stage and back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when I'm walking around, it's so, it's great that you said this because I go out of my way to find black running shoes because sure. I like wearing black shoes with black yeah. pants and black shirt that's what i wear yeah. especially on tour you know that's yeah. what i wear all the time on tour so i want to match so i found you know i'll use brooks or hokas they both have great great padding and um i'll run in them for you know 350 miles and then i retire them they become my shoes that i wear day to day but i i have to look around for the all black ones i really yeah. Yeah. want those so that i can you know upcycle them after they're done being running shoes and to be in my walking shoes you know. it's it's so true you know these guys I, same kind of conversations i've had where people say you know the van slip-ons they look great but I, I after wearing something that is really padded for years when i put on a pair of slip-ons as cool as they are i don't want to wear them past you know a walk to there and back um new records coming out um it's uh it's a new tour cycle i imagine for you guys too 
what what do you have coming in, in front of you? Like when you put out a record, you guys are a worldwide band. I mean, you can tour mm. anywhere. Um, it, it must be the kind of thing where it's like, all right, daunting touring schedule. Like what, what kind of a, or is it like a 10 month kind of thing that you have in front of you or 14 or is, you know what, it's becoming less. And that okay. goes back to the earlier question about, you know, getting a little older and trying to pace ourselves, you know, on stage and, and so forth. Well, we're also trying to pace ourselves with our touring schedule. Right. Um, first of all, I mean, everybody wants to spend more time with their families. I think, you know, that increases as you get older, you, you end up having a home life that you really enjoy and don't want to be away as much, but also, um, well, we just did a, a seven week tour of Europe and we decided that was probably a little long, you yeah. know, it was a great tour. We had a great time on tour, with great bands that we got along with really well, awesome fan response, you know, everything about it was great, but it did end up feeling a couple weeks too long in the end, maybe just, even though we enjoyed all of the shows right up, you know, from start to finish, it still was something where we're like, okay, let's see if we can keep it to maybe more like four weeks tops in the future. That just seems to be a, something that we prefer. So we do have coming up for this album. Um, we have this tour with mayhem, gore guts and blood incantation that we're starting soon. Yeah. Um, very soon, actually, I'll be heading to Florida in a few days to start practicing with the guys. And then we, I think the first shows in about a week and a half from when this is being recorded. Um, and that tour is, like I said, about four weeks. And then that's it for this year. And then we'll be doing some more touring early next year. And then maybe another tour of Europe sometime in the second half of 2024. But our touring schedule is lighter than it's been in previous years. Wow. And it's a direct, you know, I mean, there's a few reasons, but really a lot of it has to do with us just wanting it that way at this point in our lives. Which is, I mean, I guess it's a great position to be in because you don't have to go and, and, and slug mm -hmm. it out and be out there. Like you said, seven weeks, be out there a couple of weeks longer than you want to be. So it's got to be in a, a nice position to be in. Yeah. If we can do it, we will, you know, and of course, if we're opening for another band or something and they want the tour to be eight weeks, well, we're doing the eight weeks, you yeah. know what I mean? But um, sure. when it's our own headlining tour, we have the, you know, the opportunity to choose how long it's going to be. And so I would expect that all of our tours will be in that four week range going forward, you know, or, or less. Um, and you know, it's still, we're still going to be doing a lot of shows though, but right. I would say it'll probably be maybe just a little more than half as much as we did say 10 years ago for a, an album, you know, um, but it'll still be plenty. It'll still be plenty. I'm sure next year we'll probably, close in on 60 or 70 shows and this year i think probably about the same right so still still a good amount still a good amount yeah um new album comes out september 22nd chaos horrific uh long time relationship with metal blade records uh i'm i'm just glad that this band is still doing it and it sounds like you're all in a really good place at least you are i mean i love the fact mm -hmm. that you that you take care of yourself. I think it's so important. Healthcare, you know, healthcare. So, and I love the fact you say it's a hot, like look at that as a hobby. Cause it's true. I mean, it really, yeah. if you look at it like that, it doesn't seem like it's work. So um, mm -hmm. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat, continued success, keep kicking ass, keep converting those Thank kids. You. And, uh, and, and it's, it's, um, it's nice to see that you've got such a great attitude about this still, because it's uh, you know, very important band um, to, to, you know, extreme metal without a doubt i mean you know you guys are you guys are one of the pillars so well thank you and yeah it's it's um it's easy to stay motivated about playing your favorite kind of music for a living you know yeah. what i mean yeah, it's yeah, just for it's, sure, still, for sure. it's still so much fun 
So yeah. um, we might be touring just a little bit less, but but we will, you know, we still love it. And um, we can't wait to get out there and see everybody. So hope to see you all soon. We'll be up in Canada in just a couple of weeks. So Looking hope to see to everybody it. soon. Cool. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. Thank you so much. I like how we authentically brought it up that it was, uh, you know, it was in the movie, but so many bands, you know, to me, like when I'm a kid and I'm not adverse in music and, you know, back pre-internet, you had to see a music video, which I didn't watch at the time, or someone's cooler, older brother had to be like, yo, listen to this or I'll beat you up. <laughs> I, I, I heard of White Zombie for the first time because of that movie Airheads. Right. And very similar to Wayne's World, having not been in a band or gone to concerts, that was my window to the world. Sure, yeah. And I always remember seeing that. Uh, I had heard, of course, listen to The Offspring before seeing Idle Hands, but it certainly didn't hurt to see Dexter Holland's skull get uh, ripped open by a, <laughs> a demonic hand. Just anyways, so seeing bands, and uh, I remember seeing Cannibal Corpse, and it was just, uh, like like I said before, an assault on the senses, yeah. and just a great contrast to the goofiness of the rest of the movie. You could just tell that Ace Ventura just would would go there. <laughs> if he was talking with his ass or listening to Cannibal Corpse, Ace Ventura was a wild guy. Yeah, and it's, it's funny how... Uh, we, you know, when we talk about how Cannibal Corpse is kind of like one of those bands that is iconic for the logo, for the branding, all that stuff where, you know, chats that we don't usually get to talk uh, to musicians about is like, you know, branding is so important when you're in a band. Um, and no one wants to talk about that because like, well, I'm a musician. It's like, no, but if you want to be a successful musician and have uh, longevity with your career, you have to know how to brand your, your band and uh, Cannibal Corpse. They're just one of those iconic names, iconic logos. Uh, the branding of that band is synonymous with. Uh, a rite of passage. And we talk about that, which is so much fun. You know, like bands like Black Flag, um, bands like the Ramones, uh, bands like Led Zeppelin, bands like Pink Floyd. There are these iconic brands that are part of, of, of a ritual that you, you pass through from teenagehood to adulthood if you're into music and depending what style of music you're into. So to have someone like that on the show was very, very cool. And uh, Alex was just so open to talk about everything, which I loved. Um, and I really, really enjoyed our talks about, uh, you know, his, his hobby is is fitness like taking yeah. care of himself is a hobby and i i don't know just really really cool conversation it just shows you how you can never judge um you know judge a book by its cover and if you think oh yeah you know, or a metal band by their voice well th there you go you know <laughs> yeah. you, you 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 automatically figure oh yeah like they're just going to be a bunch of beer swilling drug taking you know uh brain dead guys and a lot of people still have that misconception with metal but man you talk to some metal musicians and not only i mean dude they're like classically trained musicians that um you know that are playing stuff that is so technically hard and so difficult <laughs> to play um they're they're virtuosos and they're they're there's something else so i've always had a lot of respect for metal musicians and and it's great that we can shine the light on some of them on this show so thank you alex for being on the show really appreciate you new album is called chaos horrific and it is available as of now everywhere where you buy your uh your music and uh definitely stream it and they've got so many records that we mentioned in the episode the 14 15 albums in 16 so plus yeah, live albums plus of, live videos that's a lot of teens so if you uh, are want to dig your, your your teeth into cannibal corpse well now is the time to do it because there's a, a plethora of music for you to enjoy and get into and definitely check out the new album chaos horrific available now um ryan thank you so much man this has been a lot of fun and uh, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up this fall of course Fall is here, so we are going to be talking all kinds of Halloween stuff. Um, the Exorcist is coming up. I would love to do an episode where we talk 
uh, about horror movies and about The Exorcist in particular because it's such an iconic film. And uh, shout out to Studio House Designs. Great Exorcist drop. Well done. You can uh, check them out at studiohousedesigns.com. A big shout out to our friends at Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Ryan, use your promo code ROCKMAN20 and get some more bottles in that goddamn fridge. It's empty. Uh, yeah, well, you know, whatever. It's part gluttony and part uh, no self-control, but uh, no regrets. Use the promo code to get 20 off, okay? Yeah. And uh, thank you to all of you for joining us on this journey. My thanks to my co-host, Ryan Stick. Thank you to our producer, Julia Kajerski. And until next time, please subscribe. Um, hit the alert button so you know uh, when we drop new content. And if you're listening, watching, wherever you are, we appreciate you. And we'll see you next time on the Rock and Power Hour.